Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about the importance of the series Fearless, which we have been in for the last several weeks. We also discuss this week's messages in that series. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Uh, once again, we are recording uh, via Zoom. I'm here with Pastor John. Uh, but the reason that we're recording via Zoom this week yeah. is my fault because I'm working from home. <laughs> I have got a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a cold and uh, don't want to leave. You know, bring put people get you know have them have the the opportunity to catch the cold. So I'm, I'm at home. John is John or John, you're in the office. I'm in the office and I'm grateful to not be in your presence right now. Cause <laughs> in this case, sharing is not caring. Sharing is not caring. No, it definitely. <laughs> and is not. just certainly, certainly hoping you're feeling, feeling better. Uh, yeah. Kind of had it yesterday pretty good and got it yeah. today. And, yeah. and uh, you know, when, when we, when we get sick midweek or early in the week, even, you know, I know what's on your mind Sunday. Yeah. yeah. What's going to happen Sunday. Am I yeah. going to be, hundred percent on Sunday. Yeah. And we've got, you know, big Sunday coming up in vine. So I definitely want to be, we have a, a bunch of baptisms, which is amazing and awesome, but uh, I want to be a hundred percent well for that. And, uh, and then going into next week as well too, but I'm glad that we can do this and we can continue to, I think one of the things the pandemic taught us is that, you know, we can do quite a bit of our work from home. And so even something like armchair preaching, we can, we can do uh, thanks to the technology of zoom and recording a zoom call. So, uh, I wanted to kick off today, John, um, just about, you know, we've been in this series uh, entitled Fearless. You know, we've dealt with, mm-hmm. you know, the fear of change and the fear of failure and the fear of insignificance. And and this week we talked about the fear of uncertainty, but I wonder if you just mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the importance of, of approaching life, um, which is, which throws at us so many fears and approaching that from the standpoint of faith and why this series was particularly important for us to do right now. Yeah, uh, it, it seemed um, like a topic that was low-hanging fruit for us as a as a as a people, given all that we've been through. Um, if if anything, if any, if everybody will think back to the early days of the pandemic, there was I could just try to think of all the topics we covered. Probably all the topics that we covered, we were dealing with in the early days of the pandemic. Now we might not have articulated these things as fears, but at some level, there was always the question of when I see we had a close friend, you know, died of, of COVID, and you feel so bad for the family and for the spouse. But at some level, there's also the question of is it you know, could that happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that I will deal with? Um, will I get sick and will I be profoundly you know, ill and in the hospital for, for two weeks like like people that I've known or will my loved ones loved ones die? So I think we were dealing with that and have been dealing with that maybe in an unarticulated way mm-hmm. uh, that's been below the surface. And this was this was really an opportunity for us to say, let's bring some of this stuff to the surface. Let's talk about these things and let's sort of shine the light of faith in the middle on, on these things and see what see what our faith 
does for us and instructs and, and how it instructs us in the middle of all these things. That was really the, the motivation. And that's yeah. why we kept, we kept coming, coming back to saying, yeah, faith has something to say to us in the middle of these, these distressing and an- anxious times. Yeah. And I think too, you know, when, when you start thinking about now that we're, you know, this is 2022, um, we're two years past the, the, the start of the pandemic. Uh, but we we're dealing with a fair amount of shifting sand culturally, you know, with, with, I think about, you know, um, some of the economic things that we more recently have been dealing with, with inflation and, uh, that's created, you know, job stresses and some of the questions about, should I change my job and, and then the fear mm-hmm. of change and what if I do this and it fails and what is that going to mean? And so, you know, you, you shift from this time with the pandemic where there was so much uh, unknown to we settle into an uncomfortable rhythm with the pandemic. And then you start to add all these economic things. And then on top of that, the last 10 days, you know, we've, we've been dealing with gun violence again. And, you know, as, as we're recording this yesterday, uh, another tragic shooting in, in Texas, um, at at a school, uh, no less, um, with with a lot of a lot of echoes of of Parkland and and Sandy Hook and Columbine, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe more Sandy Hook like since it was an elementary school. elementary school. Yeah, and, and and you know, my kids are in that my kids are in that demographic. You know, that, this was a school that that did not you know that had a limited uh, grade range, second, third, fourth. Um, fifth and you know those are that's my kids are there you know so um when i would imagine that last night you and julie hugged your children a little bit oh my a little goodness. bit tighter a little bit longer well and you know you second, and and, and second, below and and there go ahead yeah you second guess like do you send your kids to school today <laughs> you know? um do do you you know and here here in polk county whenever there's a mass shooting uh this all the schools go into a different procedure. They go into a, a unique, oh, right. if, if there's a, a school shooting in another part of the country, like what we're seeing in Texas, what we saw in Texas, uh, they, they have a whole different procedure. No, no backpacks. They search every bag that comes in. Um, there's, it's more locked down. Um, no, no outside adults are allowed on campus period. Um, so it becomes a, a much different environment. And that feeds into this fear of, uh, uncertainty and, and, and everything. Um, so yeah, definitely important, to, uh, definitely an important, um, uh, topic and concept that we've, we've been dealing with. And what, what's been good, uh, I, I think, and I hope everybody has, has felt this is that, is that there, that, that while we may not have much control over the circumstances that, that bring the fear of uncertainty or fear of strangers that we're talking about this week or the, or whatever the fear is, um, that, that faith does help us face those things. And as a result of what we have in this internal work of God inside, inside of us, it doesn't, may not change the circumstances, but it changes how we respond to the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's, 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 that's as important. I mean, certainly we want the circumstances themselves to change so that the source of that fear would be diminished or eliminated. But if they can't change or if they can't be eliminated, how we are present in those and how we process and deal with those things matters as well. And so faith informs that and shapes us for that. Yeah. 
And this so, week, so for all those reasons, I think this series is just this, yeah. this series really, especially. I mean, the, the greatest thing to hope for is that nobody in this congregation or anybody listening to our messages would be dealing with any of these fears. And all of this is preparation. All of this is cultivating the soil of our of our hearts and our faith to be ready for those storms that, that come when those when the circumstances do happen. Yeah. Because because we live in a, a fallen world, we live in a broken world, um, and while we uh, have a certain hope of Christ's return, in the meantime, we have to deal with all of this. And that's really what we were diving into this week was this kind of an overarching fear, this fear of uncertainty, um, mm-hmm. which we you know we jumped into Jeremiah seventeen and Philippians four. Now, my message online did not include. Uh, conversations about Jeremiah 17, uh, I, that got in, ended up getting in, in added in the uh, 8:15 and 10:30 messages that were live. But unfortunately, you know, we 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 record those on Thursday. Sometimes there are additions or subtractions or changes that happen between Thursday and Sunday. Um, yes, yes. <clears throat> but you, you know, you really. I will say, I will yeah. say that coming out of your coming out of the because you know we were in two different places on Sunday morning, and I had things going on and we both were in, in classrooms during the middle hour and coming out of the, the people coming out of this, the classic service were saying, man, he, he just hit it from the perspective of, of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I heard multiple people saying that, that, that your message was one uh, of hope. And, and, and I know you said it was a little different than, than the one that I got to watch on, on online, but the one online was, was one that said that, yeah, there's uncertainty here, but there's also, there's, there's also a good news. Yeah. Um, we, we can find God in the middle of all this. Well, I think it was interesting I, I, when I, when I was listening to your message, uh, the, 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 the thing that I really felt was the sense of, uh, intimacy with God. I mean, that really, you know, if, if my message really was signaling hope in the face of uncertainty, I felt like your message was really signaling that that the the joy that we experience is only available in this intimacy and and really talking about the I mean because you really dug into the Jeremiah seventeen passage uh, with the being rooted um, and grounded in in a relationship with 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 Jesus Christ and contrasting that with with people like those in Jeremiah's time that try to find hope in their own strength. And I wonder if you kind of unpack that idea that this intimacy as a antidote for uh, the fear of uncertainty, this intimacy with God as an antidote to, uh, of, to the fear of uncertainty. Well, it certainly is experiential. Um, it's, it, it, you know, when that intimacy, when that closeness and that nearness to God is a lived reality in a person's life, the experience of the things of, of that, that cause us uncertainty um, is really qualitatively different because we know that no matter what it, how, how intense it gets, we're never facing it um, with, without the, the creator of the universe, without, without, you know, this, in, this intense presence of, of God uh, with us. So it's very experiential that, that, you know, we, that's why I love the image of the tree with, 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 you know, uh, and you started out with a taproot, by the way, with your orange mm-hmm. tree, which I really, really appreciated that, that deep, difficult to dig out, you know, orange tree because this, this long, deep taproot, this, that, that idea, when we, when we experience this, the John 15 moments where, where that life source that comes through us out to the, us as branches where he is the vine, um, it, it, 
it, it is a it is an experience that we have that is that that allows us to get through things uh, and to and face things with a different um, different mindset. Mm-hmm. And I just really just wanted to bring that out because that was such a contrast in Jeremiah's uh, telling of that that there are some who trust in their own, which is part of the critique. They're busy trying to set up these political li- alliances with Egypt and Babylon and all the. Um, the, the, what they perceive to be the friendly nations to protect them from the unfriendly nations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not, even that was not, even this is a little bit of cutting room stuff. Is like, it's not, I, I, I was thinking this thought as preparing and in the message, like, I don't want to say that, that human strength and effort is, is, is nothing counts for nothing. Yeah. Or that their, their desire to, to, to work on alliances for this, for to protect their national sovereignty was nothing. The problem that God had with it was that it was all they had. That, yeah. was, what, that was that was their main thing, and they and they God wanted them to see that. Whoa, whoa! Look, look what I remember. These stories. Remember my presence. Remember how I work with you as a, as a people. Remember my my power, which mm. is far greater than uh, the, than the national powers powers around you. Well, how did you have? Because I, I didn't get to hear it. So, how did you? What did you say in the in in the classic live services? Well, and what uh, I Jeremiah did, passage. Yeah, what I did with the Jeremiah passage was was really just use that as an example with with the 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 prayer focus of Paul. So I really dug into the Paul the Philippians four passage, and then used the Jeremiah passage, not really talking about the context or the contrast, but that deep rootedness uh, comes with. You know, the idea of the prayer life that Paul um, kind of unpacks in Philippians 4 really leads to this deep-rooted relationship and trust and confidence in in the Lord. So it was a, it was much more – it was kind of a brief uh, in, insertion, um, not really – not really mm. kind of – not really uh, unpacked um, quite to the same right. way. But you know, the, it, it's, it's what, interesting. So what you did do though, you, you did, you did with, you did unpack Paul's backstory a, a, a lot more of his, of his backstory and use that as a, as the contrast between his, his call for rejoicing and his call for prayer. And I love, I, I love that because, because you asked the question, how, how can we, how can you, how can you possibly do that given all that he's been through? And how can we do that? Which is the, the modern version of it. How can we do that with all the you know, shootings and the war? I mean, you didn't know this was this was about to happen yesterday, but it had just happened uh, elsewhere. But the shootings and the war and the pandemic and the inflations and the issues with our seeing our savings dwindling. We brought all that out and say, how, how did Paul do it in his hardship, and how did how do we do it in our hardship? Well, and I think it's interesting in the life of Paul slash Saul that Saul had you know when he pre pre road to Damascus, he had this very, he talks about it, you know, this very laid out path, you know, he, he was uh, a Jew amongst Jews, you know, his, his, his path was laid out. It was certain, but that was all under his power. And, and Jesus Christ shows up and it's actually Jesus Christ. And this is again, cutting, you know, talk about cutting room floor stuff. The irony there is that Jesus uh, kind of pulls the rug out from under him in terms of all the certainty that he's built up in his own strength so that he relies on his relationship, his deep confidence in the Lord and the Lord only to face uh, the persecutions and the hardship. And as you as you talked about, the death threats from planting churches and and uh, and all those things. If he had wanted it, if he had 
valued the 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 certain and sure life, he you know he would have looked Jesus right in the in the face on the road to Damascus and said, you know, I'm good, um, I'm I'm okay, oh, I, thank I, you. I pass. You know, this is not what I this is not what I want. Uh, but uh, that was you know. So there's both sides of this. You know, this whole the temptation to just really rely on our own strength in the face of uncertainty. But at the same time, like you said, the difficulty is God does call us sometimes to respond to uncertainty with effort and with strength. You know, we, 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 you and I didn't really unpack that because it, it, again, that's a whole, that's a whole nother topic, but I wonder if you would just touch on that a little bit. What, where is that balance between, you know, we, we have the, the uncertainty and we, we do, you know, we're called to in faith, rely on God. Uh, but at the same time, God may call us in the face of uncertainty to act. So to act. How, yeah. how, how's the balance? How do you see well, that balance? Uh, and I, I, I see it as the next next step, and and I and I love how you ended the the message here. But and you did this contrast between the uncertainty in 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 life and certainty in God, and um, so we we know that we have this uncertainty in life. Paul certainly felt that. Um, there's families right now in Texas who are feeling feeling that. There's uh, people in in economic distress who are who are who are feeling that right right now. But because we have the certainty of God, it gives us an internal uh, awareness of this greater, greater picture. But, and this is the thing that would be the answer to, to what you do with that. It doesn't mean that you didn't just sit on your hands and act, wait for God to dump all the answers into your lap. You have this certainty of God. God is saying that there's going to be uh, all will, will, will work out. Inspired by that, we seek to be actively involved in working things, you know, working things out, shaped by the wisdom and the, and, and the word of, of God uh, and inspired by the, by the spirit of God. We, we, we work and do things. This is where, the, this is where those, that phrase, like um, in the book of Acts, when they were trying to um, decide what to do about the Gentiles, how to bring the Gentiles into the, into the Christian faith. And they said, they gave the answer, but the, before they gave the answers, they said, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. to us to do this. So in response to the certainty of God, it seems good to God and to us to take this action. So it's not independent of, of the God who, is, who, who gives us certainty. It's, it's in sort of in conjunction with the God who gives us certainty. I mean, that's how I, th- I would think about, okay, I, I got to face the uncertainty of a medical diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Do I just sit back and do nothing? No, I have the certainty of of of, of life, eternal life, and a, forever and abundant life now. Now, in the wisdom and the, and the guidance and the, and the, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, what will I do now? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Well, and that's where the the whole idea of you know that that's why the importance of prayer is so important. You know, so that the, the so that we're again, you know, we're, we 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 live into this intimacy that you talk about, but the prayer part of it, there is a, you know, God calls us into a life of prayer. Um, and mm-hmm. as Paul, Paul kind of unpacks that idea of prayer, it's, it's, it's a, it's not a burying your head in the sand about what goes on. You know, it's a supplication, that word supplication that he uses, um, which go, you go to the supplier of all your needs. And then you remember what God has already given you in, in gratitude um, so that we can, 
um, respond actively in hope, you know, like you said, you know, letting your gentleness be, be known to everyone is, is an act of hope in the face of uncertainty. You know, it's like, like what we're facing now, what is a, what is our response in the face of, you know, school shootings and grocery store shootings and church shootings. Um, and, and, you know, our response is to still live, um, very empathetically to figure out how we can provide tangible examples of gentleness and hope. And, and as you talked about the gentleness a little bit more fully, um, I, I loved what you said, you know, it's willing to diminish ourselves for the good of mm. others. And then you unpack the others a little bit, um, everyone, not just the people that you like, not just the people that are like you, but diminishing ourselves for the good of others as an act of, as an act of strength and as an act of hope in the face of uncertainty, which I think is, is, is a powerful witness when we, when we, we live in such times as we live now. You know, Zach, you're talking about that. Um, and we've talked about this before, but it comes back up again, uh, that, that the answers of faith to these particulars of the series, the fears of, un- of uncertainties and the fear of insignificance and so on, is not going to be quick fix kinds of answers. It's not going to be, you know, do these three steps and you'll be fine types of types of answers. I don't, not, not once anywhere. And what we've said, we've said that, you know what, whatever's causing you fear is going to go away entirely. And your life is going to be, everything's going to be just fine, yeah. just fine and dandy. What we've said is that, that and, and that, I think it's, a, it's an important distinction here, that we're not coming back out in this series and say, do these three things right now, and you will, be, you will not deal with this fear ever, ever again. Yeah. We, we, what it, this, this type of thing takes, it, it, it takes the internal framework to be reset. Yeah. And, and and oftentimes what happens when we find it, I, I know I, I, I'm like this. If I, if I find myself in a moment of crisis or something, my field of vision nunnels, my thoughts concentrate on these very few things that, that matter at that, at that moment. And I don't have perspective. I don't have this global perspective, this larger perspective of what might be going on at a, in, in, a, in a way that I can't see. And I, I feel like you and I have in this series um, been trying to say, if, with, if we can find a way in the moment, to break out of the moment and step back from the moment and see the, the, the sort of life-wide perspective, the eternal perspective, we, we, we would come back to that moment a little bit differently. Mm. And it's a process. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, and the life of faith is a, it's a process of doing, you know, that's, you know, it's why we get the word discipline, you know, very similar to the word disciple, because it takes cons- con- consistent, um, consistent, acts of faith in the same direction in the in 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 light of resistance to those 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 um, postures that action that, that focus you know because the the temptation is always going to be for us to not trust in the lord to focus on the, those areas of life that are not morally excellent or to you know not go mm-hmm. to the lord in prayer the, the the temptation is always going to be not uh, to live a life of faith, um, but I think where where this the series really, as we start talking about, as we start thinking through how do we face these fears, it is a daily, sometimes even hourly uh, act of 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 discipline to live into that faith, uh, 
in, in all, in all areas. Yeah, it's a great point because, and that, and that's why you can't just say, do these three things and you'll be fine. You, you, you what, we're, what we're saying is that live this way and watch what God will do. You will be fine. Yeah. You, you'll be, you, you'll be well and, and all will end well because, you know, the ultimately in terms of ultimate destiny and ultimate victory, we know that we're going to be fine. It just may be hard for a while. Yeah. But you still live this way. You live it out. You, 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 you trust the, you trust the process. You trust the journey and watch what God does. Yeah. Well, and this week, you know, we, we kind of turned the corner a little bit. This is our, we're coming into the last, uh, the last week in our series. And this week we're, we're touching on a kind of a little bit of a different topic, the fear of strangers. John, you'll be back in the classic service. I will be in Vine. And uh, we look forward to, to the, the close out of this service and or the, the close out of this series. And then we move into um, kind of a, a, a different season. We're going to have some a guest preacher come in on June 5th and uh, with Gre- Dr. Greg Ogden. Um, that should be an exciting time. And, uh, and then uh, VBS Sunday, VBS on Sunday, June 12th. Yeah. And uh, then we start a whole new series. I don't want to give it away. We'll, we'll talk more about that later, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun summer and uh, we look forward to what God's going to do. Um, if and before we sign up, sign up, uh, before we sign off though, um, t- tell everybody about uh, the baptisms on Sunday. We have about 47 of them, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, in 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 Vine we have uh at uh five I you know, I lose count five or six baptisms um immersion baptisms which is not uh for those that aren't in the Presbyterian church uh, immersion baptism is not our typical form of baptism it's it's definitely part of our, it's in it's in it's in the spectrum of what we do, uh, but it's not common. We don't we're not like uh, the Baptist Church. We don't build Baptist you know full swimming pools in our sanctuaries. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we are going to have immersion baptism in Vine this week, and uh, we've got a bunch of um, preteens, uh, teenagers, and young adults that are that are you know um, expressing affirming uh, their faith for themselves, and so. Uh, that's uh, going to be an exciting time. We haven't done one of these in a few years, um, and so it's exciting to to be able to do uh, this sort of baptism. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. That, that that is exciting. We've got a baptism tank, basically. We're going to be bringing in. Uh, it brings me back to the days when we lived in in Dunedin, just before here, which is 60 miles west on the coast of Florida. And uh, we would have finish our worship services out on the beach, and I would wow. do full immersion baptisms out on, on the beach. And first time I did it, I had to call my Baptist friends and say, okay, how, how do I get them in? <laughs> how do I get them down under the water, back, backwards, forwards, go down with them? How do, what yeah. do I do? So finally figured that out. Uh, but it's a, it's a neat moment for the families. It's a neat moment for uh, certainly the people being baptized. Neat moment for you. It should be doing yeah. this baptism. I'm excited for you. Absolutely. And of course for the for the church as well. This is a, this is our moment to, to make our promise to these the baptized these to, to help them know and to love Jesus. Mm-hmm.
Absolutely. And if anyone has missed any one of our uh, sermons in this Fearless series, uh, please check out fpclakeland.org and click on the Sermon Archive tab under the Worship page. Uh, You can also check out uh, other episodes of Armchair Preaching by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can uh, subscribe, hit the like button, and share it with uh, others. Uh, I I do think it's uh, beneficial for folks. And uh, we'll be back next week talking, closing out our series, Fearless. Uh, John, hopefully, prayerfully, we will be in the same room next week. Amen. Let's make that happen. All right. We'll see everybody next time. Thank you, Zach.